there are no such thing as can't miss prospects in baseball, but there are some guys who are really likely to pan out. I'm going to tell you more about them on today's Locked on MLB Prospects. You are Locked on MLB Prospects, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. And like I said in the open, no such thing as a can't-miss prospect in baseball. Everybody's got some risk. But there's some guys who are more than likely going to pan out. So who were the safest bets in baseball? And when you look at it, there's, there's a couple different categories of guys, right? So the first group is those highly drafted, top-rated prospects that are MLB-ready, and they're about to get called up anyway. And when you look at the raking systems, uh, whether it's Baseball America, Baseball Prospectus, uh, oftentimes they have the risk baked in. Uh, Not everybody. Keith Law seems to only care about potential and not risk, but most places do that. And so the guys that are MLB-ready and have a large sample size where you can see they do it are already at the top of the rankings. So like everybody I'm going to talk about in this first segment, if you listen to this show, you're a baseball nerd, you've already heard of these guys. Uh, Like the the first guy, number three overall prospect, Bobby Witt Jr. I mean, he's such a known quantity. He was the second overall pick in 2019. He's the son of an MLB veteran. He was a high school player of the year in 2019. Spent all of last season in AAA, was the minor league baseball player of the year. Batted 290, 361, 575, 33 homers, 97 ribbies. 29 stolen bases and 497 at-bats. If you remember from last week with Ryland Stiles of Locked on Royals, it should be 30 stolen bases. So, like, he's a known quantity. He's probably going to spend all year in MLB. It makes sense that he's considered a really likely to pan out guy because we know who he is. We've been following him for years. And if you go through the list of the guys that are as close as you can get to a sure bet, uh, you see, like I said, a lot of these highly ranked guys. Shane Boss, Tampa Bay Rays, uh, number eight overall prospect, uh, 2017 first round pick out of high school. He was, if you remember from, I think it was last week, last, last Monday's mailbag, he was the player to be named later in the Tyler, Tyler Glasnow and Austin Meadows for Chris Archer deal. But like known quantity, he pitched for Team USA at the Olympics. He made three regular season starts before he joined the playoff rotation for the Rays. And so another example of we, we don't have as much variance in the projections of him because we've seen him at a high level uh, in the Olympics. We've seen him at a high level in MLB and in the playoffs. So we know he's a good pitcher. He's rated highly for a reason. A couple more guys in that same category as far as known quantities that are MLB ready. Spencer Torkelson, number five overall prospect, uh, first baseman or third baseman, depending on who you ask for the Tigers, same thing. First overall pick in 2020 out of Arizona State. He went from high A to triple A in his first season and made the Futures game. So again, known quantity. We know who he is. I mean, the only really questions you have about a guy like Spencer Torkelson is, is he recovered from the ankle injury that knocked him out of the Arizona Fall League? Like other than that, again, known quantity. You know a lot about this guy. Uh Number, uh, number 19 overall prospect, first baseman Tristan Cassis from the Red Sox. 
26th overall pick in 2018 out of high school. Another guy played for Team USA in the Olympics. You know, what I mean, and I think the thing there is he's very intelligent with the mechanics of the swing, like how to adjust his approach in a pitcher's count. And like a lot of young players, you'll see him sell out early sometimes for power, but he can also, you know, choke it up with 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 two strikes and make sure he makes contact and puts the ball in play. So he's a guy where you look at he has plus plus raw power that should project well. He's focusing that into line drives and barrels. Isn't going to start this year in MLB, but enough of a known quantity where they picked him for the Olympics. You have sample size. You have enough of a background on him where, yes, I absolutely get it. This totally makes sense. Let's go ahead and put him high on that list. The last guy I want to mention in that category of highly drafted, top-rated prospects that are MLB ready, third baseman Josh Young of the, of the Rangers, number 26 overall. And same thing, first-round pick out of Texas Tech after being the co-player of the year for the Big 12. So it's a guy very big, loud, and consistent hit tool, right? Um, you know, had an OPS of, of 1088 in AAA. And the thing about him, I will admit, like, most of his value is his bat. I mean, that is his carrying tool. He, fringy defense, doesn't run well. So he definitely, the bat has to work, but he's played at a high level in high school. He played at a high level in college. Now he's in the pros. You've seen a lot of him you know about him. This whole this whole inspiration for this came from, I went on a podcast over the weekend uh, with Brian Cornell, who hosts, uh, it's called the Pittsburgh Pirates Rant Podcast. Uh, great podcast. Go find it wherever you get your podcast. But we were just talking about guys who I thought were going to pan out. And I was as I was making my list and doing the research, I was trying to figure out why, why are some of these guys considered can't-miss prospects? And like I said, this first group, is we just have so much exposure to them. You know, Bobby Witt, high school player of the year, and my, you know, minor league baseball player of the year. Um, Shane Boz, Tristan Cassis, pitch for the, you know, pitch for Team USA at the Olympics. Guys who made the futures game. Just guys that we have a lot of exposure to. And, and in just a second, I want to talk to you about, you know, another category of guys that are expected to, to pan out. But when you talk about panning out, I usually, this is about the time when I realized that my New Year's resolution is not going to pan out. I'm not going to stick with it. It's not going to work. But this year, it's working because my eating right resolution, I have Built Bar to help me. So Built Bars, the 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 only protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, uh, covered 100% real chocolate, 17 grams of protein, so it keeps you full, keeps you from overeating, helps you feel satiated. When you're eating, they actually now have the puffs as well. It's the first protein infused marshmallow. So not just a protein bar, it's kind of a treat. You've got same 100% real chocolate covering for it, but incredible flavors, whether it's a churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. So no matter what you're feeling, if you're in the mood for some sort of dessert like that, or just a typical protein bar, obviously Built Bar has the usual mint brownie, coconut almond. This month, white chocolate cookies and cream think that's fantastic. And, you know, Built Bar is all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, and they figure out how to make it healthy. So go online to Built.com. Check out all of the options there uh, for the, you know, the different flavors. While you're there, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at Built.com. That's promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. 
when you're looking at the next group of guys that are highly rated, I'm sorry, like they're they're expected to to pan out as well. You see guys that were highly drafted, uh, and they're younger, but they project well. And usually this is some sort of like they project well because they have one outstanding tool or you just have they there's just so much about them that definitely works. Uh, Jack Leiter, 25 overall prospect, right hand pitcher out of the Rangers and number two overall pick out of Vanderbilt, son of a big leaguer. He was the most dominant pitcher in college baseball last year. So just like that first group, you've seen him do it at a high level in like against quality competition. It's not like he's he's getting no hitters against high schoolers in Connecticut, right? I mean, he's in the <clears throat> if you remember from yes, I think it was yesterday's show, the biggest and baddest conference in college baseball and he's t- taking them all the way to the College World Series. So, a guy big sample size and he works out. And then when you look, you know, continuing that theme, guys with like an absolutely dominant or, or great tool Number 63 overall, infielder Tyler Freeman of the Guardians. Second round pick in 2017 out of high school. And the thing about him is he's just a pure hitter. And you can see that when you look at his his minor league stats and then last year's stats. So minor league stats, 323, 372, 470. Not a ton of power and 164 at-bats, but only 9.2% strikeouts. And he's a guy that was really hurt and delayed a bit by missing that 2020 because he was out all 2020 and then the labrum tear ended his season in 2021 in like June. I think he tried to come back for about four games. It didn't work out and they shut him down and he was hitting 323 in double a. And so he's a guy where you feel comfortable projecting out. Even if that power doesn't come, you feel comfortable projecting out because he was his, his hit tool was so outstanding. He, I mean, it absolutely can carry him all the way to the big leagues. He's a guy, like I said, absolutely pure hitter. 9% strikeout rate is amazing. That's a guy that you will take seven days a week and Sunday after church. I mean, that is absolutely phenomenal. And small sample size. But that tool is so overwhelming where you have to you have to believe that that's going to carry over all the way to the big leagues and into his career that he's going to make it because of the sheer power of that tool. Guy like that, I I, I think about number 72 overall, shortstop Jeremy Pena of the Astros. Uh, third round pick in 2018 out of Maine. And he's a guy plus defense. I mean, he's he he can just pull everything. Anything hit to that side of the diamond, he can go out and he can get it. Plus defense. And then obviously he has the above average hit tool. And his power is starting to come, but he's the guy, he's a he's the heir apparent to Carlos Correa. And the reason for that is obviously the plus defense, great body, great build, but then he has the presence in the middle makeup as a natural leader. And so, like Jeremy Pena, outstanding defense, good hit tool, you know, above average hit tool, his power's coming on, and then he has the mental makeup. And you know, like the things we can't measure, we can't measure the catcher's ability to call a game. We still don't have the right statistic for that. And then we can't really measure mental makeup yet. And we can't really measure a guy's work ethic and a guy's leadership skills. But that's where your scouts come in. Jeremy Pena has that. We've seen it. He is a natural leader. He's probably going to slot right into Houston this year, assuming Carlos Correa does not come back, and I don't think he will. Uh, That's something where he's going to come right in. 
he's going to carry you. Another guy, and whenever I mention there's a Pirates guy that I think's you know pretty likely to pan out, everybody always jumps to O'Neill Cruz, but I'm actually thinking about Nick Gonzalez. And this one's a little bit harder to explain on the stats. If you just look at the stats for Nick Gonzalez, it doesn't make a ton of sense. So first round pick out of 2020 at the New Mexico State, another guy lost time due to the missing season and then an injury, but he's an absolute hitting machine. Line drives to all fields. He's got good discipline. And this is where the stats get kind of confusing because his strikeout rate's 27%. And yet, despite that, 302, 385, 565, 18 home runs, seven strikeouts, and 324 at-bats, which obviously projects out you know, to 30 to 35 home runs over a full 600 at-bat season. Um, from August 1st on, he really kind of turned it to another level. 322, 424, 661. Hit 13 of the 18 home runs from August 1st on. Now, I understand sample size. I understand that you can have a hot streak and a cold streak. But a guy to me that, despite striking out 27% of the time, can still hit over 300, tells me that that's an adjustment. That's an adjustment in approach. That's an adjustment in pitch in, in pitch selection. What am I going to swing at? What am I going to hit? And being able to, to hit over 300, striking out one-fourth of the time, means that, <coughs> sorry, means that you're either swinging and missing at a bad pitch out of the zone, or it's in the zone and you're hitting it and you're crushing it. And so that's a thing where I fully expect Pittsburgh's development system to be able to take him and help him with his pitch selection, do something like you saw the adjustments that Austin Riley had to make when everybody learned the playbook on Austin Riley. Oh yeah, you just throw a slider down in the way. He's going to chase it and he'll be out. And so, so Nick Gonzalez is a guy that to me has to, has some sort of advanced ability to hit a ball. And if you can work on him with his pitch selection and what he goes after, what he tries to hit, he's going to be, I mean, just absolute money in the big leagues. He's 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 going to hit well. He's going to make you a bunch of money. Talking about money, talking about making money, Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the big game this weekend. So betonline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores and news this season, and it's not just football. BetOnline has up them in info on pro college hoops, NHL, boxing, and UFC, as well as live real-time updates of current games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season because BetOnline is where the game starts. Okay, so we talked about those highly drafted guys who are about to hit the show that we just have a ton of data on. And so that's why the variance in their projections is a lot smaller. And we can say this guy's less risky. We talked about the highly drafted prospects that are younger, but project very well because they kind of have one overwhelming uh, tool. The third group of guys are the guys that are really kind of, I guess, greater than the sum of their parts. So that's usually something. And again, it comes back to that same point about the mental makeup. You just don't necessarily we don't have a way to adequately measure the baseball IQ and the knowledge and the work ethic of a guy yet. That's just not something that we figured out. And so the first guy I think about not rated in the, in the top 100s, the sixth overall prospect in Kansas city outfielder Kyle Lisbell. He's got to be third round pick out of 2018 out of UNLV. And one of the better defenders and one of the better hitters for average in their entire system. And the thing here 
is he hasn't had a lot of time in the big leagues. He was drafted in 2018. Um, he hit 276 in 28 games after only his second full season being drafted because 2019, you know, you lose a season, 2021, you come in, but he's a converted infielder who can play all three positions. Uh, so left, right, and center, great accuracy on his throws can really be a weapon for you in the outfield. And then he stole 22 bases in Omaha in 105 games. So he's a guy, he's, he's, he's athletic. Um, he has good accuracy on his throws because he's fundamentally sound. He can run well, but he also gets good jumps off of pitchers because he watches film and knows when to go. So he, you know, and then the power is coming. He's a, he has good gap power now. He's a guy, say 15 home runs, 105 games. I think it's going to tick up a bit as he gets a little bit um, more development in, but he's probably pretty much where he is. I don't think he's ever going to be more than a 15 to 20 home run guy, but he's somebody who, again, when you watch him, greater than the sum of his parts, right? He's a guy that does a lot of the little things to make his game successful. He's put in a lot of work to switch from the infield to the outfield, to learn to play all three positions at a high level. I mean, like I said, one of the best defenders in their system. And so he's a guy where his work ethic is fantastic. If you were, I mean, it'd be plus work ethic if we scored that. And then he's athletic enough where he's going to make it to the MLB level. Now, is he going to be an all-star? I'm not, I'm not saying that. I don't think he's, I don't know if he's going to do that or not, but is he going to give you solid defense? Is he going to not be an offensive liability? Yes. And so to me, that's a guy where his ceiling isn't as high, but his floor isn't as low. I feel comfortable with the guy. I will take Kyle Isbell in my system all day long. I think that is absolutely something that every team needs to have. You can't just have the nine best players at their positions on the field. You have to have a mix of guys. And he's a guy who I feel like would do rather well on a lot of big league rosters. Now, some teams, is he going to be the fourth outfielder? Is he going to be the guy who comes in to give somebody a day off or to comes in as a defensive replacement? Yes, but that's still a valuable thing to have. He's a guy that's going to work out. Uh, the Angels, number 13 overall prospect, Davis Daniel, um, seventh round pick in 2019 out of Auburn. And he's a guy where it probably fell a little bit. He had Tommy John in April 2019. And so he's still kind of recovering from that. You expect this season he should be back to full health. But he's a guy where he showed enough in college. And then now as he's recovering, you can see his fastball still 95 or so. Fastball predominant, but he's got a 12 to 6 chain uh, curveball. He's got a good change up. And he throws the fastball up in the zone really well. And I know he struggled a little bit in his brief cup of coffee coffee he had in AAA last year. But he, I feel comfortable saying, you know, he's got these three pitches. He trusts the fastball really well. The curveball and the change are above average. He's going to be a fourth or fifth starter. He's going to be a guy, you look at how much he was able to do before TJ, his workload that he had. You look at how much he was able to throw last year, recovering from the TJ. He's going to be able to come out there, you know, is he going to have an ERA of three and a half or four? Maybe. Is he going to pitch 160, 180, 200 innings but after a couple of years? Probably. He's a guy where when you watch him, he's more than the sum of his parts. If you take a typical player, you give him these three pitches, you're probably not going to project him to be an MLB 
player. But Davis Daniel, when you watch him, Davis is better than that. And it's one of those, again, work ethic, character, uh, ability to self-scout, ability to get better, and confidence. When you're a pitcher, you have to be confident in your pitches and in your arsenal, and he is. And then you, t- you talk about uh, being confident and everything. The next guy is, is the guy I'm thinking about. Number 38 overall prospect in the White Sox system, Taylor Broadway, right-handed pitcher. Sixth-round pick in 2021 out of Ole Miss. And he's a guy where you talk about confidence. My goodness, he's got it. Good stuff. He can throw strikes, and he believes in everything. So in college, uh, K-9 through of 12. Uh, walks walks through nine of 1.6. So very efficient, rarely walk guys, checks guys out in the minors so far, 10.7 K through nine, uh, 1.4 walk through nine. So still very efficient. He's got a fastball that sits mid nineties, can touch 97. It's got good ride to it. His slider is upper eighties, aggressive vertical movement on it. A uh, big curveball, big shape to it in the low eighties. And again, He's confident in all of these pitches, and he is very aggressive at attacking hitters. And so you look at him. He's one of the rare guys that you draft with the intention of being a reliever. And I think seeing him do it at a high level, combined with his confidence that he has in those pitches, he's going to make it to Chicago rather quickly. Now, obviously not this year, but he's going to make it rather quickly. He's going to be a weapon for Chicago out of the bullpen. He's a guy where... His his intangibles are so great that I feel good projecting him out. And the last guy is kind of like that too. Uh, Arizona's 14th overall prospect, shortstop Ryan Bliss. Um, he was drafted in the second round of 2021. He's a short king, guys. 5'9", 165. But again, greater than the sum of his parts. He went during the pandemic, retooled his swing, added a Mookie Betts leg kick, and you know he was he was trying to generate some power, and he absolutely did that. He he tripled his career home run output in this season before the draft. Uh, I think he was second on Auburn's team in home runs behind the first baseman, but he kept his strikeouts around thirteen percent. And part of that reason is his mental IQ, the scouting, watching opposing pitchers, and understanding what they're trying to do to attack him, what they're trying to do to get him out. And when you watch him play defense. He's a guy that going into the draft, they talked about him as being limited with range and limited with his arm, and he'd probably have to move to second. And so far, uh, I believe he was with the Vidalia Rawhide last year. He's done nothing but show that he can stick at short because of his mental IQ. And he talks about when I play short, you know, I'm, I'm considering everything. Like, how fast is this runner? Like, you know, like, is it? Is this 80 grade speed? Is this 75 grade speed? Um, you know, where are we shifted? Where, you know, where in these counts does he typically hit balls to? And it's, it's something where he 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 understands the game so much and knows so much about hitting, about pitching, and about how the game is played that he can put himself in the best position to make a play. And so far, you know, if I if I describe this guy to you. And I'm not talking about the mental aspect, but I'll tell you, yeah, 5'9", 165, arm is considered average, range is considered average, and he's a shortstop, you're not impressed. But when he puts it together on the field, he is more than the sum of his parts. And so he's a guy I'm particularly high on, and I expect in 2022, you're probably going to see him steal 20 bases, hit for a good average, uh, you know, continue 
kind of showing the power that he that he has. I mean, really close, similar in stature to Mookie Betts. And, and defensively, I expect him to continue to stick it short for the future. And it's it, it's just something where, again, we don't have the ability to measure those intangibles. We cannot measure uh, heart and toughness and baseball IQ. And I know this is all cliched stuff, but we still can't do it. And until we can do it, you have to be able to look at a guy and you have to be able to scout a guy and you have to be able to kind of get to know who they are and understand that guys can can transcend the physical tools that they have. You know, like I said, Kyle Isbell, good athlete, harder worker. Uh, Davis Daniels, very confident. Uh, Taylor Broadway, very aggressive, good stuff. Ryan Bliss, athletic, very hard worker, very intelligent. And so these are guys, I feel comfortable projecting them out and projecting that they're going to be able to contribute at a major league level because they have these additional tools. So as we go on this week, really excited. Tomorrow, we actually have a rookie of the year draft. I'm, be, I'm, I'm being joined by, by Jeff Carr of Locked on Reds and H-Town Wheelhouse of Locked on Astros. We're going to be drafting our rookies of the year. Don't forget, next Monday is a mailbag episode. If you have questions, reach out to the show on um, I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. Show's on Twitter at Locked On Farm. You can email us, LockedOnMLBProspects at gmail.com. We've already got a couple questions, but I've got room for a few more. If you're watching on YouTube, welcome. Excited to have you. Do us a favor, like and subscribe. It really helps the show a ton. Um, and a lot of great stuff coming up. Obviously, this, this Friday is another Farm Friday, National League Central. And then when we roll into next week, mailbag on Monday, we're going to be talking more college ball on Tuesday. They start playing next weekend. It's going to be really exciting. We're going to preview. I think we're going to preview the ACC next week. Another one of those big conferences. Still got to get the Pac-12 in there somewhere and then probably catch everybody else after the season starts. But in the meantime, this has been Locked on MLB Prospects.